Welcome to Sparks, a podcast from Ignium, designed to help you reignite your passion and drive your business forwards. I'd like to take the opportunity to apologise to you listeners as well. The sound quality of this recording isn't up to scratch, but the content I think is really important. So rather than re-record it with Helen and miss some of the nuances, I thought we'd put it out as it is. If you have comments or questions, please come back to us and we can put you in touch with Helen if you need clarification. Enjoy the show. So this morning I'm talking with Helen Isaac. Helen is the founder of the Trusted Coach Directory and she's a leadership coach by background and she started the leadership journey back in 2003. I worked with Helen uh, about 2008 on a number of programs uh, with a number of companies looking at how do we help performance of people in that company. So I'm welcoming Helen here today. Helen, thank you for taking the time to talk to us on the Ignium Spark podcast. Uh, I said you're there, a founder of TCD and a leadership coach. Anything you'd like to add to bring to a more more picture to what you're doing. All right. Well, first of all, thank you. Thanks, Phil, for inviting me uh, onto this. Um, so, yeah, I started my coaching journey back in 2003, which is when I did my first coach training. And, and I always emphasise first coach training because as a professional coach, we continue our you know, we continue our learning, don't we? We are learning junkies. Mm. So, um, yeah, as coaches, we keep signing up and learning more even this morning on TCD we had a great coach call where one of our coaches was doing a presentation about um, using creativity when we're talking about boundaries yeah. and so and, and there were you know, a dozen 12 13 coaches on the call and you could just see everybody still learning stuff and these are really experienced coaches so yeah, yeah our, our journeys continue um, the other thing to say is that the directory is almost four years old. Wow. Okay. Happy birthday. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Four years. You think it's still a baby, but it feels like forty. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? And it and, and it's interesting because obviously when when you and I have talked in the past, we've talked about what what trusted coach directory is about, and obviously we both come at this world from a from a coaching perspective. You have a lot more experience in coaching than I have. Um, but obviously, the key for you setting up trusted coach directories with me was about you know, raising the credibility of the coaching profession. Um, I wonder if you could just talk to me a bit more about that, about why why you saw the need for a trusted coach directory when we've got the ICF and other coaching bodies sitting out there. What does TCD bring to the world, and what would you like to achieve with that? Well, first of all, I have no intention of being a professional coaching body at all stepping on any of those toes because they've got, you know, they're all about code of ethics and CPD and development and standards, which is great. To me, TCD came about, well, there are three legs to that milking stool in a way, uh, which is what the director is all about. For me, it's about raising the profile of coaching, and it's raising the profile of really good quality coaching because coaches are regulated. Anyone can call themselves a coach, and they do. And we've yeah. all met coaches at networking events or, or, or seen people promoting themselves as a coach. And when you start to dig down, um, they haven't got them any qualifications, and they might be calling themselves a coach because they've experienced coaching, or, or they're a good listener, yeah. or they've sat on a board of directors, and they've been noted on it, or they've chosen to opt out and think and they've experienced executive coaching and they say well, they think to themselves, oh, you know, I, I can do this. I've got experience as an executive, yeah. so I can coach. 
Um, and they're probably a brilliant mentor, but they're enough to make you a coach. Yeah, yeah. And so for me, the industry, and I think the reputation of coaching has been diluted because so many people call themselves coach nowadays without having any formal training yeah. and really understanding the psychology behind it. And likes of you and I and hundreds, not thousands of coaches have been through a lot of training um, and spent a lot of time and money training and as I said before, continue to train to inform their coaching. Yeah. So it's about um, raising the credibility of coaching in that way yeah, okay. and raising, raising the profile of good quality coaching because then we come to individual coaches who are, have got all this amazing expertise, knowledge, um, tools, skill set, but they're not so good at promoting themselves. So they're not so good at raising their own profile. Yeah. That's not their top priority, is it? Because, you know, as coaches, we just get a real kick from helping other people. Yeah. And we're passionate about helping people to move forward, to raise their self-awareness, to progress, etc. Yeah. Um, and so we're not necessarily very good business people. Uh, you know, and I put my hand up to that. Yeah. I'm not the best business person, but you know, it's like using resources around you. So, so it's yeah. about raising the profile of good quality coaches. Okay. Good quality coaching, helping other coaches to raise their profile, raising the credibility of good quality yeah. coaching and coaches. Yeah. Um, and about raising the standard of coaching as well. And I know the professional bodies do an awful lot, you know, that's what they're all about. But I still need coaches, and I still have coaches trying to come on the directory and registering to come on the directory. And and one of the criteria is having ongoing regular supervision, okay. coach supervision with a qualified coach supervisor. And, and some coaches going, oh, um, no, I can't really afford to have supervision, or why should I, why do I need supervision? Yeah, and and I think, gosh, can you afford not to? And then coaches who have taken up and committed to supervision to come on the directory have come back to me months later to say, thank you so much for encouraging me to get a supervisor who's taken my supervision, my coaching <clears throat> to a you know to the next level. Yeah. So yeah. so in that breath, you know, directory is raising the standard of coaching. It yeah. is encouraging coaches go out and have supervision yeah and on top of that you know into that i'm saying about one of the zoom calls that we had this morning which is a regular thing uh we have two regular weekly zoom calls okay one is very much focused on marketing and one's about cpd um so those cpd sessions on a wednesday morning it's it's raising the standard of coaching yeah you know, we had coaches on this morning saying well i'm not very creative or i can't draw but actually this exercise was you know, it's teaching us all something yeah, about yeah. ourselves and giving us a tool we could use with our with our coaches. And that's I think the so fascinating thing. Yeah. I, and I love the journey in terms of raising the credibility of coaching, raising the profile of good quality coaching, what you're saying there, and also um, helping coaches raise their own profile. Because there's a big thing, and you mentioned it, um, that, that a lot of coaches love coaching and are very good at it. But actually, when it comes to business, that's not the bit they, they have their forte in. So trusted coach directory is enabling people to do that marketing, to do the sales, to help them promote themselves, which actually helps promote the industry as well, which I think is a great, great thing for most coaches. Yeah. And one of the one of the questions which will come on to later in terms of um, 
wide coaching for organizations. But before we went into that, we often talk as coaches about the, the, the spectrum in terms of training, coaching, mentoring, facilitation, consulting. I wonder from your perspective, you mentioned you know, a lot of people come out and they've got this mentoring feel about them. Where do you see coaching fitting in this continuum between training, coaching, mentoring, facilitation? Where, where does coaching fit in for people? You know, there are different types of coaching. Right. We were talking a couple of weeks ago about the difference or where are we as coaches on the continuum between directive and non-directive coaching. Yes. And there's so from a, a training point of view, uh, you know, your, your traditional training is a chalk and dog and it's stand at the front of the classroom imparting information. Um, and then you've got the facilitation, which is where you, you're probably giving quite a bit of input, but you're facilitating people's thoughts and ideas and, and bringing people into the conversation and helping them to come up with the solutions. Mm. Um, consulting, I suppose, is a mix of facilitation. Consulting is a bit like mentoring, I think. And, you know, when you get bring in a, a consultant on board, you're going to share with them what you're doing. They're going yeah. to bring their expertise in and they're going to consult with you yeah. um, and say, okay, let's take you through this process. And I, I think for a lot of what I hear and the, the people who call themselves a business coach out there, yeah. where, and I had a little bit of um, sort of debate in my own head there, thinking, are they really a business coach or are they a business <laughs> consultant? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, because actually they're sharing a lot of their knowledge and expertise, and that's why you would go for a business coach or business consultant because mm-hmm. you want them to help you to develop and grow your business. And typically, a business consultant um, would be looking at growing the business, whereas a coach, and I suppose you know, a business coach. If they are a trained coach, then they will be working with a business owner, looking, you know, helping them to raise their self-awareness, what's stopping them from growing your business, what are their blocks. So possibly two elements. Yeah. That's how I sort of yeah. you know, sort of live with it in my own head. But I think a business coach is um, to me, I would need to drill down to find out exactly what I'm getting from a yeah. business coach and what their background is. Are they a consultant or are they a coach? Yeah. Yeah, when we go to coach training school, we are we are taught about the listening skills, about how, what kind of questions to ask, how to ask yeah. questions, about how to raise the self awareness, looking at personality traits, and helping people to move from A to B. So looking at where are you now, where do you want to get to, and what are the steps that you need to take or can you take to get there. And actually, as I describe it, I'm just thinking now back to my intake sessions, I describe coaching as like that. Yeah. And I'd say, but actually, quite often we need to look at the path and we need to understand about what's brought you to where you are now and what's been working and what's not working. Mm-hmm. If anything, is that something we're changing within our values and beliefs or our sense of identity or purpose? help us move towards our future goals yeah so whereas yeah. you know something i mean i don't think you mentioned therapy and um no that's interesting that yeah often so often happens yeah often counseling and i used to say to my coaching you know coaching is not counseling and it's not therapy but it can be it is very much therapeutic yeah because you've got this opportunity with it we rarely have to, to talk about ourselves and that's what you know that's what we love doing don't we yeah. love, i mean i'm loving this I'm talking talk about yourself <laughs> talking about what i love doing you know profession that i love so 
So on that continuum, in fact, you know, we talked about coaching, but actually going further down the line, mm. away from training and consultancy yeah. um, and mentoring. On the opposite side of coaching, I see we've got the counselling and the therapy, which whereas there is very much very little input and it's very much understanding. So, you know, yeah. what's going on for you? Why, why is it happening? And that they are all starting to, you know, muddling with each other as more counsellors and therapists training coaching <laughs> skills. So you've got your CPD, your CPD, your CPT, therapy, which in my mind brings in a lot of my coach training for my NLP days, yes, your okay. linguistic programming. Um, but, yeah, so, so you've got, <clears throat> and you've got so many different models within coaching, haven't you? Yeah. And some are totally non-directed, as in your Nancy Klein time to think. Yeah. And then, and then we do step into more of a, we can step into more a directive approach, I believe, with the permission of your coachee. But for me, I, I prefer the non-directive approach. Mm-hmm. Of, I mean, I mean, this As is a pure coaching. Kind of a podcast. Yeah, it is. You're right. It is. Yeah, it is. It may be interesting to pick up on that. And I think that the bit you mentioned there around this 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 continuum, and, and you know, a number of people come to me, and we have a coaching session. And they said, Phil, that was just like a counselling session. I felt like I just talked to you. And, and sometimes the best coaching is where you don't actually say much because yeah. the, you know, the, the, the client solves their problems in their own head. The coach has inputs with a number of key questions to can enable the conversation to flow, but enables the client to sit there and actually say, I get it. I'm making my own judgment about things. I can come up with my own solutions. I think that's one of the, the fascinating pieces. But you're right, that's more of a... We, we could have a conversation about coaching later. Maybe that's why we come back for a, for a second conversation. Sure. So, so, so tell me in that case, um, you, you said that you're not here to, um, to as trusted coach directory, it's not there to um, uh, take the place of some of the, the other organisations and the associations that are still out there. It's more about raising the credibility, helping coaches raise their profile. What existed before trusted coach directory to do some of these things? Did anything exist? Well, so I couldn't find anything. I mean, I set this directory up because I was looking for something like this as a leadership coach. Yeah. I was looking for somewhere to go out and promote myself to the wider world and to be able to demonstrate, you know, my qualifications and my expertise. So I was looking for a directory. And yes, there are directories out there. There's a life coach directory, which is brilliant for life coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've got a fantastic presence um, on the internet. And if you look for anything around, you know, looking for coaching, the life coach directory comes up and that, that's fantastic. I wanted to differentiate from life coaches. So yeah. in my mind, I wanted somewhere for, well, I was looking for somewhere that promoted executive and leadership coaches yeah. Yeah. primarily. Yeah, and what I, I'm not saying life coaches are not professional because they're hugely professional. When I talk about looking for somewhere to list professional coaches, it was coaches who work with other professionals in a professional environment, i.e., you know, to organisations. Yeah. So that's what I was looking for. Um, and the other directors that I could find, actually, if I knew nothing about coaching or the coaching industry, so of course I did a lot of research into this, um, the directors that I find doing something similar to what I had in my head originally. Yeah. You know, there's was, there was one in the States, maybe one in Australia. Okay. You know, they, they were around the world. And they listed half a dozen UK-based coaches 
Um, but it wasn't something purely there for UK-based coaches. Yeah, yeah. And having said, I mean, all the professional bodies, certainly the five that we recognise on the directory, and, and I appreciate there are more than that now, and I do think maybe we should be expanding that list of professional bodies that you know we take as part of our criteria being a member of. Um, these professional bodies, they do have their own member listings. Okay. So if you if you know about the Association of Coaching, if you know about the ICF, if you know about the EMCC or APEX or um, the IAPCNN, then you could just go to one of those uh, websites and, and look for a coach. Okay. But then you're still sifting through a lots of different types of coaches. Yeah, yeah. And, and they could be all over the world. So I just want to bring something that's just UK-based, so all the coaches are based in the UK, with a okay. UK address. Yeah. Even though I know we can coach anybody anywhere in the world, uh, not just nowadays, we've always been able to do that once we have the internet. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just wanted to and also because the marketing that we do for coaches, I, you know, the proactive marketing, we market to UK, pretty much, you know, UK-based uh, companies. So okay. I don't want to take on a, a coach from Australia. We're not really directory Yeah, so it makes sense to be focused. Yeah, I think that's it, and, and, and I love that thing because you're saying that you saw a you saw a gap in the market for for this type of directory where mm-hmm. coaches could could come together and actually it becomes a a, a professional body agnostic organisation where you're recognising at the moment five bodies, but actually there's others out there as well, and you yeah. you're looking to to expand to those as well, um, if possible. But actually, at the end of the day. It's helping coaches come to you, raising their profile, um, and effectively, as you say, finding work for themselves through that directory. So tell me about the what's, what's the process for a coach to come onto the directory? What do they need to go through so you ensure that they are a trusted coach in their own right? So it took quite a bit of time to work out what I felt the criteria should be, yeah. talking to different professional bodies and coaches and coach supervisors, um, and whittled it down. So for me, it was, you know, a coach would have to have some form of coaching qualifications. Okay. Uh, at least three years formal coaching experience. Okay. And not, not just three years, but and to be included in that, 500 formal, what I call formal coaching hours. And what I mean by formal coaching is that well, it's not just a coaching conversation, at, you know, the coffee machine or, you know, yeah. Um, but contracting to have a coaching conversation, and it could be pro bono. Okay. Um, it wouldn't be as part of your training because when you're training, you're, you know, you're doing lots of um, tryouts and you yeah. know, training. So having qualified a number of formal coaching hours after that, um, we've got coaches on the directory who've been internal coaches, and so they've probably got a day job, but they are doing formal coaching sessions within their organisation. As well, okay. And, and we've had coaches on the directory, you know, who are holding a, you know, a, a role in HR, but they're also they've got their own clients, and they are doing formal coaching sessions within their organisation. Okay. And they've been on, and they have been and are on the directory, and then coaches who've come out of corporate on their own. Yeah. And they they might have just set up their own business six months ago, but they've got those five hundred formal coaching. Wow. So. In their in-house practice. So, so that's my experience. The other thing it is, and I, you know, we touched on it just now. It is about being a member of a professional coaching body. Yeah. So, yeah. And, that, and so there are five that we um, rec- 
Uh, at the moment, for example, Association for Coaching, ICF, International Coaching Federation, EMCC, etc. And in my head, that was the reason I wanted that was because it showed commitment mm-hmm. and professional to the profession by being a member of the professional coaching body. Yeah. It also demonstrated they have to be a member at a particular level. So a coach on the directory couldn't just be a member at an affiliate or an associate level that anybody could get. Yeah. They had to have a membership level and to get that level, it demonstrated they got something else of coach training. Okay. And, and, and they got references. And, yeah. You know, so there were hoops you have to jump through to be a member of that professional body. So that, that was really doing quite a bit of a verification process for us yeah. by demonstrating that. Now, I know, for example, the NCC, um, you can be a full member, and you know, you just sign up, pay your money. Okay. So you do check on their qualifications, make sure they've got the right qualifications yeah. in place. But it, it, Demonstrates that they adhere to the code of ethics. And do, and do you find that companies, when they're coming, so, so, so obviously coaches can be selected either for individuals or sometimes companies come to them. Um, who is it that comes looking for coaches on the trusted coach directory? Who are you promoting yourself to, to, to attract them into? And what, what do they look for? Yeah, oh, a couple of questions in there. Um, so first of all, I mean, anyone could find the directory. Okay. So, and, and anyone could, you know, find a coach profile, you know, do a search criteria, and they could just pick up the phone and say, Hi, Phil, really like your profile. I've got this issue. I'd like to find out more about you. And it can be someone who, typically a senior leader, who or is looking for career progression or whatever it is, and they could be funding coaching themselves. So we do a lot of FBO, just to raise the profile of the directory so that anybody can find the directory, come up the directory and find the coach profile and contact yeah. the coach that way. Okay. Um, we do a lot of promotion to big organisations because what I'd like to see, and this is what I would have wanted if I was approaching, would like an organisation to get in touch with me to bring me into that company, yeah. not just to work with one senior leader, but to work with maybe a few people in the organisation and maybe work with some of the teams. And as a coach, and you know, we know that once you get into an organisation, you demonstrate that you're good at what you do. Yeah. And then that maybe HR manager, and I'm sure you've had this happen often when you had it happen, you let an HR manager say, Helen, you know, you were working with so and so, that was brilliant. Uh, we've now got somebody else. Um, who would really like to put forward for some coaching. So not only can you then develop more of a relationship mm. with that organisation and potentially get more work from it, yeah. you know, you charge you charge organisational rates, which is different than you would charge if you were working with somebody who's paying for it. Which for themselves. Yeah. So, so for me, as a, let's go back to that term, professional coach, it's working within organizations where the organizations are the sponsors that's interesting is where the organization sponsors they're coming with a with with initially one person that they want to work with um and when we talk about coaching later we'll talk about what why people might do this but i think the the key you're mentioning is there once a coach becomes trusted and develops their their credibility actually it can help them promote themselves within that company and the company has a, a trusted person to go to who they know can solve solve problems and enhance the leadership capabilities or whatever the reason are there for with yeah. the, the executives they're working with. Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. So that's someone finding <coughs> finding the directory or they might have heard about the directory on social media or word of mouth or whatever. Um, and, and then sometimes people come to me directly. Okay. Literally last week, 
Um, I had a call from a, a college up north, that's where it was, um, asking if I could recommend half a dozen coaches because they were putting all their senior leaders in that college. Okay. So it's 360 process. And then, of course, you can't just do a 360 feedback and hand over a report. You need to do a debrief around that. And they wanted some coaches. They almost want to create their own database of coaches that they could go to who were good quality coaches yeah, um, yeah. and then allocate them out to their senior leaders. Wow. And so I put um, five, six coaches forward to them. Yeah. Um, you know, check with the coaches first of all. Very few coaches are saying, no, I'm fully booked. I can't think yeah, of more work yeah. at the moment. But I, I put forward half a dozen coaches in that area, even though the work might be remote initially. Yeah. I think typically most people like think that they could meet their coach for coffee at some stage. Yeah. Um, and so those inquiries come through as well. Um, and so from a marketing point of view, it's you know, it's spreading the word as best we can. Yeah. So ideally to those organizations. So we've done a lot of work over the years through LinkedIn. Okay. Which is in a, you know, it's a great way to get directly in touch with somebody yeah. and to get to know the right person. Yeah. Just let people know that we do and what can we do yeah. to help. And, and, and that's the key thing. Right and you mentioned earlier about you know the, the biggest issue for coaches is actually promoting themselves because because I you know being a coach myself I know what this is like. We end up working for our clients and we get so involved with the client we want to develop them and 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 help them and inspire them and co-create solutions for them. Sometimes the the the, the, uh, the commercial side of coaching goes out the window because we're more focused on helping the individual who's in front of us. So so what one thing you're doing there is actually helping them uh, find work, develop themselves, and also build trust and credibility with the company so they can do more work in the future as well. Yeah, absolutely, and and that credibility is the key. You know, sort of backtracking a little bit. Some organisations, some HR managers. Um, you know, they know they know they need to find a coach. They haven't got time to go sifting through. Um, you know, go on to LinkedIn, maybe look for somebody. They yeah. might have met somebody through word of mouth, uh, but then maybe not sure about what their credentials are. Yeah. So, so this is somewhere those um, HR people who it is typically HR yeah. managers, R&D managers, talent managers. You know, I wanted to create a portal where they could go to, knowing that any coach that they picked off the directory has been vetted. And of course, it comes down to chemistry and mm. coaches fit different people, but at least there's somewhere that they can go to in all safety. And, and you know, again, part of the reason for setting the directory was somebody asking me about five or six years ago, or having, you know, lots of coaches, yeah. you know, could you recommend somebody? Yeah, and I, yeah. I knew this person too well, it wouldn't be appropriate for me to go and coach one of their senior leaders. And I started looking through LinkedIn, and it was in a different location, okay. so, you know, normal location. That was quite difficult, actually. Yeah, how do you find it? A really good quality executive coach in an area where I don't know that many people. Yeah. How do I go about it? So that is stuck in my mind as well. Yeah, I think that's interesting, isn't it? So actually, it's that the, 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 the creation of it, Trusted Coach Directory, came out of that you being asked the question. You created something where coaches can go there. And, and how many members have you created? You said it's been around four years now. Um, and, and what's what's the, the membership like? Yeah, we've been hovering around 100 coaches. Okay. I think as we speak, we've got exactly 100 coaches. Okay. 101, it could be 99. It's, it's around about 100 coaches on the directory. And, and we've been hovering around that number probably for the last 12 months. And I was, and that's because 
you know, each month more coaches come on. They have a free trial. They have three months free trial once they've been verified. Okay. This is on the directory. And then, you know, so they can try it out. They can, you know, take part in the activities, have access to resources, and see whether it's adding value to them. Yeah. Um, some coaches think, no, it's not for me, for whatever reason. Unfortunately, historically, and thankfully that's not very rarely happening now, um, and I think because I am explaining a bit better how it works okay. and, and what, what the directory is about. In the early days, um, well, in the early days, I thought, you know, with my ignorance, I just thought, oh, let's just create this directory, populate it with great coaches, and the phone will keep ringing for these yeah. coaches, be ready to see lots of inquiries, it's just like the other pages. It's not quite like that. No, it's um, A, it takes time to, to get money. Uh, B, we are still educating the world and organisations and people about what good quality coaching is and what it looks like, which yeah. goes back to this unregulated industry. Um, also, I think um, executive coaching is perceived to be really expensive. Yeah, okay. And it, and it doesn't have to be. And, I, and particularly now, well, since I think the credit crunch, we were just, this time last year, things were just starting, or oh, we have going on um you, you know it just felt like things were starting to get going again yeah we've had the coronavirus situation um so yeah so there, there is not an influx of um you know inquiries going through okay the, the director to individual coaches although those inquiries can go through in different ways so director of the profile page could come by me um it could be uh whole raft of you know we get opportunities you know we get to put coaching we've got a, uh, an association a partnership with the institute of leadership management okay where it's that's great endorsement for the directory it really complements what they do the great advocates of coaching they're running a, a virtual conference in a few weeks time um on the topic of coaching so we've got a couple of coaches who are going to present there to an audience of five six hundred people who, who dial in well, so it's great promotion nice. for, for the directory and for the coaches so and there are there are other things richmond events we supply coaches Richmond events which again is is raising their profile and giving the coaches an opportunity to go and be taste the executive coaching sessions which means they can build a relationship and potentially get clients from that. Yeah, yeah. So it's not an associate model okay. where we've got lots of work coming in and I just farm it out to different coaches and, and I set the rate. It's the directory where pretty much anyone can come and find a coach if they so desire. And, and this kind of goes back to, sorry, your original question, going off tax slightly. Yeah. Some coaches come on the directory throw up the profile, sit back, wait for the French ring or the emails to come in. Mm. And it doesn't work like that. Okay. Be because it, you know, to think about a dating site, you put a profile up on a dating site, you've got to have a nice photograph, you've got to have some words that really appeal to the person that you're looking to attract. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be great on the dating site if you've got, you know, your ex-husband or ex-wife or whatever saying what a lovely person you are, you know, like trip advisor. And so, you know, you've got to work on a dating site to make yourself more attractive to whoever yeah. comes onto your profile. Yeah. And and that's how this is different from the other pages. When somebody comes onto the directory, they've got a hundred coaches to choose from. And so they're gonna look through different profiles. So yeah, to find something. Whatever floats their boat, it's going to be there'll be some 
something in the profile that really appeals to a particular mm. client mm. and that might not be you for whatever reason. Okay. Um, so some, some coaches come on the directory, they've done the three month free trial, but they, they might have in a rush, in a quiet lull, you know, second week in January, thinking, oh, what am I going to do to get more clients? Oh, well, I'll go and join. Yeah, join up. Join their profile. And then all of a sudden their diary gets busy with other stuff that usually comes through anyway. Yeah. They yeah. don't do anything to improve the profile because they haven't got time to. It's not a priority. Three months comes up. I'm knocking on the door saying, well, Bill, are you yeah, time for you. And they're saying, well, I've not had any inquiries. Oh, well, let's just have a little look at your profile. We've got no reviews on there. Yeah. We've got, kind of got this, that, and the other, which doesn't, you know, and I've known coaches who haven't got reviews on a profile. The profile might not be looking enticing in my model of the world. And, and that happened a year or so ago, maybe 18 months ago now. And this, this guy said, well, yeah, I'm definitely renewing. I already had three inquiries and third converted. I'm working on the third. And I'm thinking, how did that happen? Yeah, there's so something different about them. But there's something he'd written in that that really resonates yeah. with whoever was coming through. So that was great. So, so some people just go, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm off for yeah. whatever reason. Okay, okay. Um, and as I say, so we have some people, you know, we have more people coming on. Some people drop off again for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's about quality, not quantity. Yeah. Okay, and that's looking, the key. I'm not looking for a director that's got hundreds and hundreds of coaches on because that doesn't help the individual coach. That really waters down the chances of them getting some work. It makes it more difficult for the, the coaching or senior leader to yeah. find somebody because they're overwhelmed with choice and moving yeah. out down to a certain degree. Um, and so it's about the community. Yeah, you know, to me, and I, I love we run these regular um, calls, you know, or regular weekly, twice weekly coach calls. And I'm, just, I'm getting to know the coaches so much better now. And this is something, um, as you know, we just started doing from lockdown. Yes, you know, as soon as lockdown happened, I'm thinking, what can I do to help coaches? What happens if the clients drop off yeah. the cliff? Yeah. It's not physically. Um, you know, what can I do to support the coaches here? Yeah, yeah set up these calls and so there's a real community spirit now so yeah. the coaches get to get to know each other they're learning from each other they're networking outside of the coach calls it's a great time um, yeah. to be that's you know, a... you know I, I, I just love it and and it means that because i'm getting to know the coaches so much better yeah. when an, an inquiry comes to me directly as it did last week um i probably could have put forward a dozen coaches yeah. but i had a i think because of what they were looking for I thought, you know what, I think that coach, yes. that coach, that coach, yeah. because I just know them so much better. Yeah. I'm not saying that I wouldn't consider a coach that hasn't ever been on a coach call. That's not the point. Yeah, because they know them better. They, yeah. That makes sense. So, so yeah, we're, we're coming to the end of our, our time together now, actually, and I've got one question which I, I, I guess I would like to really get some, some clarity on. Um, and this is around uh, with companies looking for coaches at the moment and coaches looking for work. How would coaches, so how would companies find you? What's their, their method? You mentioned it's online. Um, what do they need to look for? How do they come and find Trusted Coach Directory? Just type in trustedcoachdirectory.com. Okay. That's okay. it. And then click onto the home page. Even if you put in the search term, find a coach directory, find, a, find an executive coach, we'll come up on Google things. Okay. So that works. So, okay. so it's there. But, but the URL is trustedcoachdirectory.com. And then when they come to the home page, they've got an option. They can put in, uh, if location is important, they can just put in the location. Um, 
if they know the coach they're looking for and they can't track them down anywhere else, they could just put in the name of the coach that they, that they want to maybe look to see if they're on the directory. Okay. They might be approached by a coach and they think, oh, are they on the directory being checked out? Yeah. Put in the name. Um, or if they weren't worried about location, there's um, a drop-down menu for, for topics or challenges. Okay. But, yeah, they're looking for a team coach, but well, you can actually search for a team coach. And you can also look specifically for an executive coach. Okay. Amongst the other criteria, you can look for a team coach now. Um, if you are an internal coach or if you have internal coaches in your organisation, then yeah. you've got a coach supervisor. Are they having supervision? So they could... Find coach supervisors. That's very great. So actually, so it's very accessible for people. They can come in just just by type, typing in trusted coach directory or find it, find an executive coach, and they'll be able to find you. And then they can yeah. sort through who they're looking for and what they're looking for to come up with a number of potentials for them to work with. Yeah, or they can contact me directly and just email me Helen at trustedcoachdirectory.com. Okay, that's brilliant. Thank and you. Send a message or go to the contact page on the directory and send them. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, just tell me what you're looking for. We can have a discussion. Okay, sounds great. Well, Helen, that's all we've got time for now. I'd love to talk to you a bit more about um, what coaching is and what coaching isn't and some of the other questions around uh, why people would look for coaching, but I think that's for another podcast. So uh, for now, thank you very much, Helen Isaac. So that concludes this episode of Sparks. Thanks for listening. We're always looking for ideas on how to drive this podcast forward. So if you've got comments, please leave them via a review of our show, along with your rating or send us an email to sparks at avmconsult.com.